This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Oh, we've got a wonderful show in store for you today. Got a great guest in studio for those seeing us on the Facebook Live. You see him right here. I'll introduce him in just a moment. A uh, quick shout out to oh, all my friends on Facebook Live. Wow, you guys are really piling on. Erica, Jonathan, Jennifer, Noreen, fellow talkradio.nyc host. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour. We do this every t- Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. And uh, we are going to get started with our quotes of the day, as we always do. Our quotes that came into my inbox this morning from the universe and from Abraham. So let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Quick, what's the shortest distance between have and have not? Right? What distance? You're there, the universe. (laughs) We love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe, always chiding us on, reminding us that things are not always as they seem. And today, I think, uh, trying to remind us uh, that there really is no distance between what we have and what we want, between uh, what we desire and the fulfillment of those desires, that uh, the distance between them is infinitesimal. And it's actually, the distance is purely an energetic distance. It's not a physical distance. It's not a distance of time. It's a distance of energy. And that when we align ourselves completely and fully without resistance to those things that we want to have, they magically show up. They magically just come into our lives. It is not about distance. It's not about time. It's not about resources. It's not about money. It's about um, bringing what it is that we want wholeheartedly into our energy field. And again, as as you guys know, we talked about this uh, last week. Thank goodness there's a little bit of this buffer of time because if we were instant manifesting and unmanifesting all the time, it would be sheer chaos. So universe is making sure we're really aligned with it and it gives us that opportunity to come into full alignment with what it is we desire. All right, cool. That's uh, our quote from the universe. Let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. Very much in alignment. Imagine that. Every time you want something and achieve vibrational harmony with it and allow it to come to you, you not only gain the satisfaction of having accomplished your desire, you also gain a whole new perspective from which to desire. Abraham. Ooh, ooh, this is a really good and juicy one. Um, Very much complementing the first quote from the universe. And this one really talking about you know, once we've achieved that vibrational alignment with what it is we want to bring into our lives, now what? Well, now we have a whole new perspective. Now we're living life from a different point of view. So now we actually have the ability to create new desires from this new perspective. That's why it's like once we've achieved or gotten that thing that we want in our life, you know, we're happy for a half hour, an hour, maybe a day or two, maybe a month if it's a really big uh, thing we brought into our lives. And then we start thinking about the next thing to bring into our lives. Isn't that amazing? 
because we've now that we've achieved that harmony, that we've achieved that energetic uh, alignment with what we've brought in, we now see the world a different way. We now have a different perspective with which to say, okay, this is great, and I can have even more great stuff in my life, and I can actually go from here to an even better place. So uh, it's a very interesting. It's like the first quote perfectly leads into the second quote, which leads us into what we're going to be talking about today. And again, I swear I did not cherry pick these quotes. These are the actual quotes that came into my inbox this morning, and they are always, always so apropos for my guest who I have in studio today. And you know what? Since the quotes were nice and short, we're going to keep the talking about the quotes nice and short so I can introduce to you my guest sitting here to my right. Uh, probably to the left on your screen, though. Uh, it's my pleasure to welcome Kevin Murphy. Kevin is a former Wall Street Managing Director for Citigroup. By the way, Kevin, you know, I worked in banking for like the first nine years of my life. Well, maybe eight years of my life. No kidding. We have a little bit in common there. Uh, High school and collegiate wrestling champion. Ooh. Uh, Community activist, speaker, coach, and author of the book, The Three Rooms, which is what we're talking about today. These experiences have given Kevin a unique and eclectic mix of understanding human nature. He noticed that our happiness and unhappiness in life is always the result of our thoughts, whether observations of the present memories from the past or projected fears about the future. Combining this theory with the deep personal insights he attained along his 20-plus year spiritual journey, Kevin stepped away from corporate world to write his book, The Three Rooms, in which he explains how observing which room your thoughts are in can change your experience of life. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Kevin. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Always, always happy when I can get one of my guests, especially an author here in studio, because, you know, that means you have to sign my book before you leave today. That sounds great. Oh, okay. Good. Good. All right. So a fellow uh, banker (laughs) coming from that background. Now, now people don't really think that banking is that spiritual a pursuit. So how did did you go from being a a managing director at Citigroup to like uh, writing a spiritual book? Yes, it's not the typical journey, and you know I think a lot of people when I they first heard I was writing a book, it was um, they were asking if it was a Wall Street tell-all book or yeah. you know, something <laughs> you know, something along those lines. It certainly wasn't in their minds that it was going to be a consciousness-minded um, book. Right. Um, and and I didn't consciously think about writing a book and you know mm-hmm. what should I write about and um, but I did start to get a premonition um, you know okay. a number of years back that that I was going I was supposed to write and I didn't know what it was supposed to be about. And then I just started getting kind of this image of three doors. Uh, and one was labeled the past, and one was labeled the present, and one was labeled the future. And, I, and this image just kept coming. And I kept thinking, you know, maybe that's what I'm supposed to write about. Uh, and then I started writing down, you know, the, in describing the place behind each door where our thoughts go. Okay, cool. And Wait, before we get there, yeah. as I, I want to take a little bit of a step back. So when did you first, do you feel, kind of got put on your spiritual path? You know, I, I guess, um, you know, it was, it was early in my career and, you know, there was one, you know, point in, let's say, the, let's, the early 90s where mm-hmm. everything was um, converging all at once. Yeah. You know, we're going through a big merger um, and, you uh, know, I spent 33 years with one firm, but it was like six different <laughs> companies, companies yeah. all merged together. <laughs> and this is one big merger um, where, you know, it was back in, in, in when Smith Barney you know, took over, uh, uh, took over Shearson. Yeah. And we're moving to Smith Barney. Um, I had been just going through a divorce at the same time, uh, and all my whole life was in upheaval. Right. And um, I kept thinking, you know, like, you know, what's going on? And I was living in a little basement apartment, uh-huh. and you know, f- you know, not being able to be with my kids all the time. And uh, um, I stood on the bed and I, I screamed at the guy upstairs, you know, and <laughs> saying, like, what's going on? You know, and um, and I think that really started me looking within for the mm. answers because you know I was exhausted you know at the time of all the, the yelling and cursing I was doing sure, but, um, sure. but then there was a sense of calm 
And then yeah. over over the next you know number of years, I started devouring all different types of um, you know spiritual literature. What was and, the first spiritual book you picked up? Um, you know, I, I think it was um, it, it was Mar- a friend of work mm-hmm. gave me um, a book from Marianne Williamson. I think Re- a Return to Love. Uh, ah, okay. And so yeah, that yeah. started getting me you know curious about you know of course and miracles. And uh, so then I started okay. to, you know, to to kind of go on that journey. Right, and, right. You know, after you know doing the whole course, then. Um, all of a sudden, everything started to turn around in my life, you know, mm. and, you know, for the better. And I just devoted my time to my job and to my kids. Um, my, you know, relationship with them thrived. My work Wonderful. career took off and, and oh, everything wow. started to, to really um, thrive. And I think, you know, early on, there was always something else that, that, that always, um, mm-hmm. you know, interested me that some people who, you know, just didn't have much always seemed to be so happy. Mm-hmm. And other people that, you know, that had so much always seemed so miserable. And, yeah. and I always wondered why. Right. And, and ultimately, I think uh, that's, you know, kind of the premise of, you know, of the three rooms, that right. our experience of life is not based on, on what we do or what, what we, we have. have. Yeah, but yeah, what yeah. We yeah. Think. I, I, I always, it always reminds me of this um, uh, uh, a moment I had. I went to a meeting uh, of, of a group of, of people who were like um, people who followed Sonia Choquette. Uh, they're called Sixth Sensory Healing or something. And there's a woman there, one of the co-leaders who had just come back from a trip from India. And she like spent, I don't know, two or three weeks in an ashram. And then after the ashram, she stayed in, in I forget if it was, you know, Bombay or, or whatever major city she was flying out of the, ne- the 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 end of the weekend. So after staying in the ashram, she like treated herself and she stayed at like this five-star resort hotel for, you know, just a weekend. And she talked about how she, she one morning she went out on the veranda on like the balcony of, of her room and like right across the street there were slums. You know, in India, it's like you have, you know, the, the extreme wealth with extreme poverty side by side. And she looked out over the slum and she goes, oh, my God, I wish there was something more I could do for them. Look how poor they are. You know, something I wish I could give them more, do something for them. And then she stopped, she says, and she really looked at the scene. And what did she notice? She noticed little kids playing in the dirt laughing. She noticed a grandmother and a grandfather holding hands watching their grandkids. She saw a, a, a mother hanging the wash, singing. And then she, as she really took in the full scene, she realized like these people were happy. Like they were dirt poor and they were happy. And she thought to herself, Shame on me for thinking I need to fix anything. Look how happy these people are. People back in the United States I know have so much more and they're so miserable compared to what she's seeing in front of her. That's exactly you know the message. You know we think that um, yeah. we think that our possessions and money makes all the difference, and it's you know and it really doesn't. It's it's, it's right. what's in our hearts. It's it's what's in our hearts. All right, wonderful. So okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and we come back. Let let's talk about the three rooms, and let let's explore. Let's dip our our, our toe into each one of these rooms, and and uh, have you explain to our audience really what each of these three rooms are about. Okay. Sounds great. Wonderful, Kevin. And ooh, lots of people joining us on the Facebook Live. Welcome, Joe, Nicole, Maria, Jane, Denise, uh, Cole. Uh, hey, Cole. How, I thought you were on your way out to, uh, to Austin, Texas. I thought you guys left. Well, maybe you're watching while you're on driving out. Anyway, thanks you all for tuning in. Remember, if you have any comments or questions, just uh, put it into the comment section of the video. We'll, we'll ask those questions. And if anyone would like to call in, our call-in number is, of course, 877 877- Four eight zero four one two zero. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Did you know you've been playing poker your whole life, even if you've never played a hand of cards? Hi, I'm Ellen Lakend, author of Poker Woman and host of the new show, Poker Divas. On the show, I talk about how poker strategy helps you win in business, life, and love. 
Tune in live every Thursday, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or entrepreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with Kevin Murphy, author of the book, The Three Rooms. So, Kevin, all right. So, so years of, of working in banking, you, you got on sort of the spiritual path, Marianne Williamson, A Course in Miracles, um, and then you started realizing how our happiness isn't really dictated by our material possessions. Um, and you mentioned before you started to get this image, you got this feeling of wanting to write a book, of that you should write a book, and you got this image of the sort of the three doors and three rooms behind them. Uh, how long ago did you actually start putting pen to paper, figuratively speaking, and start writing the book? You know, it was, it was probably about five years ago. About five when, years ago. You know, when the ideas came, and what was most interesting is that I originally I wrote down ten chapters. Uh-huh. It's the same 10 chapters that are in the book today. Ah. And over the course of about the next three years, mm-hmm. I just started filling in the chapters. Ah. You know, just as thoughts and ideas came, and sometimes they came from books or movies or songs. There's a ah. lot of references in there. And sometimes okay. from personal experiences. And I would just write them down and say like, oh, this, this is you know, about anger or holding on to anger and ah. anger turning to hate. And that goes in the chapter on the past realm. And so nah. I just literally kept filling in all those chapters. And about three years later, all the chapters were filled in. I said, you know, holy mackerel, I think I have a book here <laughs> and I think, I think I'm surprise, supposed surprise. to publish this. And that's <laughs> kind of led to the, you know, me stepping away and saying, you know, I, um, you know, I think I'm going to, um, you know, step away from the business. Cool, cool, cool. Um, oh, so you stepped away from business. Well, I, you know, I, I officially retired from Citigroup because I was there 33 years. Ah. And it was hard to, you know, to, to, to stay on and actually, you know, finish going through the process of, of, um, of publishing the book. And I wasn't gotcha. sure if I was going to self-publish or do whatever, but, you know, I needed to, to get it out. And over the right. last few years, it's been a lot of, um, you know, more living the message of the book. Right. And getting it published. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, okay. So, so let's talk about the three rooms. What's the first room? Well, let's, you know, it's not so much a first, second, or third, but let's say the, the three rooms are, you know, one is the past and the past okay. room. And, and when I think about the past room, it's not just thinking about what's happened in the past, but it's re- thinking about the past of things that have caused negative emotions. Okay. And so think about what someone may have said to you or, you know, done and, and, you know, you're feeling anger or, you know, resentment or, you know, maybe it's, you know, something you did or didn't do. You're feeling guilty about it. Anything from the past that is Mm -hmm. causing negative emotions, consider that being in the past room. Okay. And being in the future room is not, you know, imagining a future, you know, that you would like to have. It is thinking about things in the future that are causing negative emotions. And it may be, you know, that causing stress, uh, you know, or anxiety. Um, And um, it's usually when people are thinking about a worst case scenario. And so that's, it causes all those negative emotions. Right. And being in the present room is when you're focused on the here and now and you're feeling positive emotions. Right. And whether it be, you know, feelings of gratitude or, you know, appreciation, but mostly love. 
And right. that's, yeah. you know, and that's when we're connected to our source. Right. Because ultimately, you know, when you're, you know, thinking about the three rooms and if, you know, whichever room your thoughts are in determines your experience of life, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's important to know which room your thoughts are in. Right. And right. in order to know which room your thoughts are in, you need to observe your thoughts. Right. And it is that act of observation mm-hmm. that separates your awareness from your thoughts. Right, right. And that awareness is that consciousness, that divine consciousness mm-hmm. or that, that, that we all want to tap into. And that's what the mystics have always been talking about. Right. And so right. that's when we're in the present room. That's when we're connected to that consciousness. When you're actually observing it. So as you were writing this book, were you able to see um, yourself, like uh, seeing where you were in the past room or you were in the future room or you were in the present room? Yes, and I could notice every time when when I was going to the different rooms simply by how I felt, mm. and that's the whole key because uh, everything is we want to f- everybody wants to feel good, right? And we know when we're not feeling good, right? And so whenever you're not feeling good, and I know you know instead of trying to monitor all my thoughts, and you know we have sixty to seventy thousand thoughts, thoughts a day, a day yeah. whatever that is. So mm-hmm. trying to keep track of every thought, yeah. but it's much easier to know keep track of which room you're in by how you feel. feel right. And whenever you're feeling negative emotions, you can say, okay, well, why am I feeling those negative emotions? All right, it's because I keep thinking about the same person and I'm still mad at them. Right. And so I need to let that go because I want to get rid of those negative emotions. Right. And it's much easier to forgive someone when you're almost doing it. We've heard about forgiveness being selfish, but right. it's almost like, well, I got to forgive them because it keeps causing me negative emotions. Exactly, so I want to exactly. come back into the, you know, into the present room. Right. You know, they, what's the old expression? I think it's an old Arabic expression that uh, being angry at somebody else is drinking poison and expecting them to die. Um, that's very, <laughs> <laughs> very apropos. Right, right. So, so let's just say we, we're, we're going through our day and we notice like we're holding on to something uh, uh, that's causing us to be upset or angry at somebody. So from something that happened in the past, right? So, mm-hmm. so we're in the past room. Mm-hmm. So we notice that we're in the past room, but now what do we do about it? Well, there's, there's a couple of things. Number one, you know, ultimately forgiveness is the way to get out of the past room, to let go of those negative emotions that are being associated with that, with that person. Right. And so, um, you know, it starts with being aware of it. You have to be aware that you're, you know, you're feeling negative and, you know, and you're mm-hmm. feeling anger. That's the right. first thing. Right. For being able to forgive someone is another thing. But just being able to let it go, just, you know, immediately knowing, you know, it, there, it, there it is. I see that person. And what's really tough is if you see the person every day. Right, Let's right. Like you, if you, know, you work, work with, with them. them. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, yeah. Then, <laughs> and then, you know, and, and you just keep, you know, going, you know back and forth. And so, um, you know, in any moment you can then start to say, you know what, you know, I'm not going to think about that anymore because, mm-hmm. you know, it's causing me negative emotions. But ultimately, it's the realization that the negative emotions are not coming from what someone actually did or say. It's from your perception of that. Right, and right. everything and is about our perception. And, and, and our response. It's, it's our perception and our response. It's like, you know, if we're choosing to focus on a particular thing at the moment focusing on that thing is going to cause us either joy or anxiety or 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 anger or or grief and and then it's well when we're focusing on it what is it about that thing that we're focusing on is causing us to respond the way we're responding instead of really looking at it and saying well do i need to respond this way and and where is this response or where is this reaction really coming from yeah, and I think people get stuck. The more you, like I said, you go back and you work with someone and you just keep seeing that person, it keeps reminding you of negative emotions and you keep yeah. feeling those over and over. It's what I would call getting stuck in the past room. Right. And sometimes when, if you not realize you're, you're stuck there, you can stay there for long periods of time. Right. And there's a couple of explanations and one's a scientific and one's more of a spiritual, like from a law of attraction explanation. Okay. You know, the scientific one is that, you know, they tell us that every thought produces uh, you know a, a chemical in our body mm-hmm. goes into our hormonal system it then sends messages to the brain to produce more of those thoughts mm-hmm. and so from a scientific standpoint we just keep going around and around with yeah. those negative thoughts and those negative emotions and it, um, the, the, the brain scientists will say it actually creates certain neural pathways 
that kind of almost makes us hardwired to think those thoughts. Correct. Now, from a different perspective, there's from a law of attraction perspective, there is, you know, your thoughts and your emotions are what we project out. Mm -hmm. And that's what we attract back in. And so if we're thinking negative thoughts and we're thinking and it's producing negative emotions of either anger or resentment or something, that's what we're projecting out. And we're going to keep attracting more and more of that. That becomes our point of attraction. So the past room can become your point of attraction, just like the future room can become your point of attraction if you're constantly thinking thoughts of stress. And that's what we keep attracting back into our lives. So knowing that and coming from that perspective, you can say, you know what? I'm feeling these negative emotions. I keep thinking about this. I keep thinking about what Sam did to me. And, you know, I know that's just my perception of it. I'm going to now, you know, um, you know, look at it a different way. Hmm. Because the last way to look at it is simply if you're feeling negative emotions about someone, it simply means you're not looking at the situation the same way as your own soul or your own Ah, higher self is looking at it. You're out of alignment. You're out of alignment. Exactly. Your your soul is not saying is not judging that person. Right. Is not angry at that person or resentful. And you say, you know what? I'm looking at this the wrong way. Hmm. And that's when you can really come back in. Right. And that's when you right. it becomes, you know, perception versus knowledge. Right, right, exactly. Exactly. Now, being in the past room isn't necessarily a bad thing because we can be looking on the past with joy and fondness and we can be focusing on like wonderful things that happen to uplift us as opposed to bring us down, right? Well, that's that's a really good point and that's why, you know, to me, being in the past room is when we're recalling experiences and memories that caused us negative emotions Ah. and just like in the future room because the rooms how you know which room you're in is how you feel so in exactly that instance if you are thinking thoughts in the past Mm -hmm. but you are feeling positive emotions Mm -hmm. you are in the present room so when when are you thinking when are you thinking about the past you're thinking about it right now right (laughs) Right. in the present and you're feeling good so Recalling positive past experiences mm-hmm. is a wonderful thing. We should right. do that. Right. We can learn from the past. Right. We can reminisce about the past. Right. That's wonderful. Things that make us feel good. Right. But going back into the past and recalling negative emotions and reliving those negative emotions, uh-huh. that's, that's when we're separated from our source. Ah, that's I when see. we're in the past room. Gotcha. Gotcha. I see. So, so, so if we're moving into the quote unquote past room or quote unquote future room, it's because we're stuck in the past or the future in, in some way that really isn't serving us and is taking us out of alignment of what our real, the core of our being, it really is. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Okay. So we talked about the past room, then what's the future room? So the future room is, is probably where more people get stuck than ever before. You know, okay. if you look at um, chronic illness in, in, in society today, especially right. in this country, the number one cause is stress. Right. And a lot of people are living in stress and in anxiety. And they're constantly thinking about things in the future. And they right. think about what they don't have now right. and how they're not going to be able to get it in the future. And it's mm. causing a lot of stress and anxiety. Right. And so we spend a lot of time in there and we can get stuck there. Right. And people say, well, well, how do I get out of it? How do I not worry about this? Right. And the real key is to not look at what is and or what you don't have right. and, and think about how you're not going you know, to have it in the future and how you can't have it in the future. Right. It is imagining, it is thinking, having a desire and imagining mm. what it feels like to have it. Right. And so you're envisioning the future. You're imagining you know, that so feeling of as if you already have it. And now you really start to create your future instead of stress about your future. Right, right. So you're actually like coming to it from a place of it's already done. I just, I just haven't gotten there yet. And you're choosing to focus on not the, 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 what obstacles might be in the way, not what, what'll happen if it goes wrong. You're focusing on what happens if it goes right. Correct. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now that's keeping you in alignment with your own soul, with your higher self. It's trusting that you're being guided in the right way because Mm -hmm. you're already feeling as if it happened. Right. And so now you can be guided because if you have desires and and you don't think it can happen, Mm 
Right. No, you've created that doubt. You keep pushing those desires away. And right. from a law of attraction standpoint, again, you're not attracting those things into your life. Right. So. All right. Great. Great. All right. So we're going to take another break. Um, and when we come back, let's talk about, you know, how do you use this book in, in, in practice? Like if I'm, you, you know, going through something and I'm picking up the back book, where, where, what am I going to see? Okay. Mm-hmm. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Uh, we do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. We're talking this hour with uh, Kevin Murphy, author of the book, The Three Rooms. Uh, welcome to the Facebook Live, Sinai. I see you. Franklin, Nahaz, welcome, welcome. Remember, everybody on the Facebook Live, if you have any questions or comments, just post it to the comment section and we'll read them out. Or if you're really brave, you can call in at 877-480-4120. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Kevin Murphy, author of the book, The Three Rooms. So, Kevin, so we talked about the different rooms. We talked about being present and alignment when you're not in alignment. Um, and, and so are there any keys to learning how to move from room to room? Well, certainly one one key point is that it's okay to move from room to room. Ah, now, we, okay. you know, we want to be in the present room. That's when yes. we're in alignment, but we're here to experience, you know, this physical you know, world and right. we're here to learn and, and we do learn and it's okay to, you know, if, if you see something you don't like and you feel angry or, or things like that to feel those negative emotions is okay. Or mm-hmm. to think about something and all of a sudden you start to stress about something that's okay. But when you're aware of it, you can come back into the present much quicker. And so, and, and once again, you're aware of it by your emotions. Right. And so right. the key really is instead of focusing so much on kind of what pulls us out, how do we stay, you know, in the present room and, or, you know, in that present moment? Because sometimes people say, well, I, you know, I, I try to stay in the present, but I don't like the present, you know, it's no, you know, right. I, I don't like my <laughs> life right now. And so the presence, you know, not good, but, you know, once again, it's your, it's your perception of the present moment. And so we want to keep aligning with our right. own higher self. And, and, and right. how do we do that? Right. It's about communication. Mm. And, and so when we communicate with other people, the real key is that we all have control over how we feel right. in any moment. Right. But we relinquish that control. Right. And how we relinquish that control is that we let what other people say Mm-hmm. and do influence how we feel mm-hmm. instead of starting with how we feel right. and letting that influence what we see and hear all around us right. so when we communicate with people we're communicating with them 
with with words and words are important mm-hmm. but it's sound vibrations mm-hmm. and when we want to communicate with our with our own soul with our higher self we don't communicate with sound vibrations right we communicate with with thought vibrations right. and so communicating with our soul is more like a communion with our soul it's the blending mm-hmm. of of us and our soul mm-hmm. and if you think about communion communion is the sharing and exchanging of thoughts and feelings. Mm. And so we don't communicate. We're not communicating right now with, we're not in communion, so to speak, because we're communicating with words. Right. And when we're communicating with our soul, we literally can go back and forth with thoughts and feelings, and that's the language of the soul. Right. And so that's what we want, once again, tap into. Right. And the more aw- we're aware of what we're thinking, mm-hmm. it is that which is aware of what we're thinking. It mm-hmm. becomes that's what we keep communicating with. And when when you talk about someone like an Abraham Hicks, I mean, what does Esther right. do? She's she's communicating with her higher self, right. and she doesn't say, "This is my higher self, and it's special, and and I can do this, and you can't." Right. It is we all have that higher self, right? And we can all right. communicate with it. And how we communicate it is through those emotions, through the thoughts. And, and feelings, the feelings right. and so we communicate through the room we're in right. when we're in the present room right. we are accessing mm-hmm. that you know those vibrational that vibrational frequency which mm-hmm. we can call love right when right. we're in the past or the future room we're focused on everything we see and hear that everyone else is saying mm-hmm. so we're communicating with all sound vibrations mm-hmm. instead of the thoughts and the feelings mm-hmm. and so we can get caught up in other people's energy mm-hmm. and so they're getting mad and what we get mad back right someone starts getting right, stressful right, and right. you and sometimes people say oh you're around stressful people and you start feeling stressed because you're c- taking on their energy right instead right. of focusing on our own we should focus so much on how we feel staying in the present room right, right, right. really communicating and being in communion with our own soul right. then everything we see starts to change then all of a sudden i was mad at you yesterday yeah. you know, all of a sudden <laughs> i'm not as mad as you today right. it doesn't Could, matter what you said because i'm feeling good right because from by that communion or sort of connection to our soul we now can see things from a different perspective and so because we're seeing things from a different perspective we can respond in a much different way Exactly. Gotcha. Um, there's a chapter in your book about the movie theater. I love movies, so we got to talk about the movie theater. Well, actually, I think that's one of the most um, uh, important you know, chapters in the book because mm-hmm. um, you know, we're, we're all in the movie of our life. We're all the main actors in the movie of our life. Right. And you know, whether you, you know, want to admit it or not. And, and what is the movie of our life is, is what we consider our reality. Right. You know, this is, this is what's real. This is reality. But really you know, it's, it's our perception of reality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, reality, what we think is a reality is our perception that's manifested. Right, right. And our perception is just the lens through which we observe the movie of our life. Right. So the concept of the movie theater is that within each room, mm-hmm. and within each room is our thoughts and emotions, specific thoughts and emotions. Right. Um, and that's what we project out. Right. And think of it as a movie theater. And what right. we're projecting out is, is causing the, um, what we experience. And that is the movie of our life. So mm. the concept is you can have the same day. Mm-hmm. And it's not about, you know, okay, uh, I'm going to move into the present room and tomorrow I'm going to wake up on a tropical island and I'm going to be <laughs> sipping pina coladas. It can, you can have a different experience. Although today of, in New York City, that sounds like not a bad idea. That is not a bad it's idea. It's cold as anything today. <laughs> But you can really have a completely different experience of life mm. simply by which room your thoughts and emotions are in and therefore mm. which theater you're, you're in. Because ah. you're projecting those out and that's becoming the movie of your life. Mm-hmm. So you know, when you're in the past room and you're constantly thinking about negative thoughts and what people did in the past, you can wake up in the morning and you know, now you're, you, you start driving to, you know, to work and your whole day gets consumed with those negative emotions from the past and you're going to have a a certain experience of that day, that movie of your life, that day in your life could be filled with negative emotions and anger and everything. You can now backtrack like Groundhog Day, same day you wake up and you're constantly worrying about things and you're stressed about things and you go through that day and you keep attracting all these other stressful things and you're worrying and things aren't working out great. Now you backtrack 
same exact day, you mm -hmm. wake up with appreciation, gratitude, mm -hmm. you're feeling good, you have love in your heart. All of a sudden, different things start happening. Mm -hmm. You go through the same exact things, you have the same agenda in the morning that you have to do, mm -hmm. but it turns out your experience of life in that moment, in that day, right. is completely different. I see. Simply right. by your perception, the lens through which right. you are observing that right. movie of your life. So, so, so I guess in the movie theater, we're the projector, huh? We are. Our <laughs> thoughts and emotions are what we project what, what out. Project you can't get around that. Right. That's right. what people feel. Like John C. Maxwell said, people oh, can yes. hear your words, but they feel your attitude. Right. It's, it's so right. true. They, right. they do feel Absolutely. your attitude. Absolutely. And your energy. Absolutely. And, and, and it doesn't matter, you know, what you say or, or how bright your teeth are. If, if you're like out to get somebody, they're going to feel it. Absolutely. Right. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, there was another chapter here I wanted to ask you about, which was um, going back home. <laughs> Talk about that. Well, you know, most, I think most spiritual paths, you know, want to take you back home. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, where is home? Home, home is, um, is, is back, you know, is in alignment with, right. with, source energy with your higher right, self right. and that's you know when you're in feeling good mm -hmm. you know when you're in that energetic place mm -hmm. where you're not pulled out by you know negative thoughts based mm -hmm. on you know in and causing negative emotions and so we always kind of want to go back you know to that place but you know just like the image of of you know the wizard of oz and dorothy you know right. when she finds out you mean i I went through all of this and I, I could have always gone home oh anytime my. I wanted. <laughs> I just had to click my heels. And yeah, it was the truth. You know, you're, yeah. we're already home. And right. when she got home and when she opened her eyes, you know, she wasn't, you know, on that tropical island. Right. She was in the same farm with the same people, but right. she had a completely different experience yeah, of it so, at right. the end when she woke up. And she was looking right. at the same people versus the beginning right. because she had an appreciation of everybody. Right. She had a love right. of where she was and a satisfaction. So right. we are already home. Right. You know, it's like, right. I mean, Meister Eckert said, you know, it's, you know, it's God is always at home. It's us who have gone out for a walk. <laughs> so, I like that. You know, it's, you know, we're, we're always here and you have to realize it. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about e earlier about being right. happy, just being happy now. It's not about, right. I, I'll be happy when I get more money and when I no, do this and no, no. no, be happy now. You can be happy. Now. Right, right. We don't have to put conditions on our happiness. We don't have to put it off for something. You, you know, it's that, um, uh, what's the expression? It's it's a difference between um, we think if we we do something uh, we'll have something and then we can be happy as opposed to if we be happy and then we 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 have the happiness what we want then we just do what we love. So it's it's kind of reversing okay. the order of things of saying no it's not about doing stuff to get something it's about being some being a certain way in order to experience life a certain way. Exactly. Gotcha. Be it first. Right. Be it first. Be happy. And that our happiness is not really dependent on anything external. Our, our happiness is really uh, just how we manage our internal state of how we're showing up in the world. And that if we're more mindful and more aware of how we're showing up, of what room we're in, then we can allow ourselves to have a different perspective we can become more in alignment with the perspective that allows us to be happy as opposed to one that allows us to be depressed and anxious and angry or whatever else exactly awesome all right great all right believe it or not it's time to take our last break of the show uh okay. when we come back we'll talk about some uh just some final thoughts the last couple of chapters maybe um Oh, there's really only one room. That's what we got to talk about when we come <laughs> back. Um, so everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network.
The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Kevin Murphy, Murphy, author of the book, The Three Rooms. It's a great book. You guys got to go out there and get it. Where can they get the book, by the way? Um, it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. It's like all over in bookstores and everywhere. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So one of the last chapters of the book, not the last chapter, one of the last chapters is there's really only one room. We've spent all this time talking about three rooms. What do you mean there's only one room? Well, you know, it, it becomes, um, you know, perception, you know, versus um, knowledge, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think, you know, A Course in Miracles has a, has a great quote that, right. you know, knowledge preceded both perception and time and ultimately will replace it. And that's what's ah. meant by the alpha and omega, the beginning okay. and the end. And so if we came from source energy, right. the light and, and, or consciousness, and that's where we're going to go. Right. Now in the middle, we're in this, land, what I call the land of perception and time, right. now which we think about. And so when we're connected to our source, right. we, we keep remembering where we came from and where we're going. Right. When we get pulled, and that's when we're in the present room. Mm-hmm. When we get pulled out, it's just based on our perceptions. And it's based mm-hmm. on our perceptions of what other people are thinking and it's when we're not in alignment with our mm-hmm. own source, and that's hence the negative emotions. Mm-hmm. Because in the present room, it's only derivatives of love that we feel. Mm-hmm. And in either other room, the, the past room or the future room, it's derivatives of fear. Ah. And so when we're not feeling love, we're feeling something else, and it's because our thoughts pulled us out gotcha. and caused us to feel these other emotions. Right. And so since only the love is real, if you want to say, you know, mm-hmm. what is God, if you, God is love, mm-hmm. um, then only the love is real, then only the present room is real. And if mm-hmm. only the present room is real, because that's the only place you can feel that and mm-hmm. be connected to that source, then the other rooms aren't really real. They're mm-hmm. just, they're, they're a perception <laughs> of, re- of, of reality, but it's not the truth. Right, 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 right. They're just constructs. They're not actual things they're not real rooms correct because something can be a perception you can you know i can think you said something about me yesterday and mm. or, or a week ago and i right. could be mad as hell at you right. and i keep and every time i and, see and, you and, and you can be a co-worker and i right. see you know there's sam and i'm i'm so mad and i'm right. pissed off and then and you're you know, absolutely then sure i said I'm that sure because i saw you talking to somebody else and right. and i know we had an argument before that and i know you were talking about me and then right. later on I talked to her. Finally, after a couple of days, I started talking to that other person. I said, you know, I know you were talking to Sam. I know he was saying bad stuff about me. And they go, well, actually, yeah, I, I was talking to Sam, but he said some nice things about you. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you go, oh, 
Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sam's, yeah, we, we're cool, me and Sam. <laughs> and, and now all of a sudden, every time I see you, mm-hmm. I have warm feelings about you. Like, hey, right. you know, Sam's not such a bad guy. He's saying right. nice things about me. What changed was my perception of yeah. that and the emotions that came with that perception. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Wonderful, wonderful. So what was the experience like of, of, of writing this book? I mean, you mentioned in the beginning of how like it, it kind of came to you and you, you the, the, the 10 chapter titles came to you and you went through it. But I mean, what was it like for you to, to, to live through kind of writing this book and putting these words down on paper? You know, it was... Um, you know, a, a very um, freeing experience because mm-hmm. I kept getting the message that, um, you know, you, you, you wrote the book, now live it. You wrote mm-hmm. the book, especially over the last two years because, mm-hmm. you know, I took some time off and just, you know, constantly thinking, you know, um, you know which room am I in uh-huh. and where am I and always asking myself because, you know, I meditate every morning, you okay. know, and, and a lot of people do and you, right. and you, and you um, meditation is the absence of thoughts. So mm-hmm. that's the easiest way to come back into the present room. Mm. The problem is then we go out into the world and we keep, get all these things pulling us left and right and getting us you know, mad right. or stressed and everything else. So we need reminders through the day to keep staying there. Right. And that's why I keep asking, like, you know, where am I? All during the day. You know, uh, which room am I in? And it constantly keeps you know, bringing me back into the present right. room and being aware of the thoughts. And the more you start being aware of the thoughts, you start watching the movie of your life from uh, the perspective of your higher self, because now you're not alone. You're like, okay, let's, let's go out here. I know, I know, uh, let's, yeah. let's go to that. Let's check this out. And then when you find more humor in life too, when someone does something, instead of getting mad, you start laughing. You're like, really? Or really you think that? Right. And if you think about everything that's going on today, like all these political discussions and you see people mm-hmm. communicating, but they're not even listening to the other side, you know, right. they're just sticking right. to their side and, you know, they're arguing this side and they're arguing this side and it doesn't matter what the other side says. They just right. keep, right. you know, they're just sticking to their guns. And instead of getting in the middle of it and getting all mm-hmm. stressed out and jumping on one of the sides and just constantly being angry at the other one, I just find humor in it. Like right, yeah. People aren't listening and they're not yes. listening to their own self. So, uh, you know, I can only imagine Imagine that God's laughing at all of this, yeah. you know, like, oh, my God, look at these people, you know, the left and the right. They don't they don't get it. There's only a center. Right. Well, the thing is, is the, the left hand, and the right hand is still part of the same body. Correct. Right. People seem to forget that. <clears throat> uh, what was the biggest challenge for you in writing the book? Um, you know, that's a good question. I, you know, I think it's um, I would have to say getting you know, removing my perceptions mm-hmm. of things from the writing uh, and allowing it to come more from, you know, let's just, let's just say from, from my higher self or letting it mm-hmm. come from the place um, of, um, you know, spiritual wisdom as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, what I've learned. This is not about what I think, you know, about uh, things or, uh-huh. you know, I can't you know, necessarily say what, you know, what I learned on my journey. So um, it was almost taking my lower self out of the picture uh, and allowing my higher self just, just kind of, you know, um, letting that dictate. And gotcha. that was gotcha. the real challenge. What do you hope people gain from reading this book? I, I think they, I, I hope they just gain more awareness of their thoughts and emotions because mm-hmm. I think, you know, when you mentioned mindfulness before right. and, and a lot of people understand, you know, about, you know, the importance of being in the now or, you know, living in the present and Mm. and mindfulness and mindfulness is just the conscious awareness of our thoughts. Mm. And so most people know that it's important to monitor our thoughts, but we just don't do a very good job at it. And Mm. so hopefully this can help people do a better job at it. Just simply Mm. be aware of their thoughts, be aware of which room they're in. And if you're not feeling good, Mm. you're in the wrong room Mm. and, and and it's your indicator that you should come back into the present, realign with that source within it. Right, right. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, the book has been out a a couple of months already, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what's been the response so far? Um, I I think the the response has been really positive. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, reviews have been positive. And, um, you know, I've had a few people tell personal experiences of how it's really helped. Oh, Um, Including one friend who's, he said that, um, you know, he hadn't talked to his brother for 10 years because they used to be in business together. They got in a big argument over money, uh, and it was constantly bothering him. It was always eating up at him. Mm-hmm. And um, after he read the the chapter on the past room, you know, he just realized. He said, "You know, I, I need to I need to let this go because it's it was mm-hmm. really eating him, him up inside." Up, right, right. He said, "I called him up in Florida. I said, you know, asked if we can have dinner. We mm-hmm. went and had dinner. Um, we did not hash over 
what happened in the past. He said, we already knew okay. what happened. Right. Nothing good was going to come of that. And right. he said, my relationship with him is never going to be the same, right. but we're starting all over. And oh. we have a new relationship now. And now, next time I go to Florida, we're going to hook up again. Wonderful. And I said, good for you. And he said, what I realized, and this is now what him saying, he goes, what I realized, you know, it's, it's okay to go from room to room, but, you know, it's your reminder to spend more time in the present, present. room. And I said, that's exactly it. Great, great. All right, so, so what does the future hold for Kevin Murphy? Um, I'll kind of let it, let it evolve. I think there's okay. another book. Um, another book on the way, you yeah, think? Yeah, that's in, a, in, in the works, and it's called The Land of Perception and Time. Ah. And it's more of a, a, a fictional uh, tale of a, um, of, of a young boy uh, learning to communicate with his own higher self. Oh, cool, cool. All right, well, you let me know when that book comes out. We'll have you back in here. Well, thank you very much. I would Wonderful. All right, so the name of the book is The Three Rooms by Kevin Murphy. Um, so it's available in Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, bookstores everywhere. If, if people want to learn more about you, about your work, get in touch with you, how can, what's the best way for them to do uh, that? Just the, um, the website is www.thetherooms.com. Okay. And you can find lots of information on there and how to reach me. And it's the same thing like on social media, on Facebook, it's the three yeah, rooms. Yes, so it's the three rooms. <clears throat> and um, you know, on, on Twitter, the <clears throat> excuse me, uh, just Kevin Murphy 3R. Kevin Murphy 3R. Okay. Excellent. Excellent, Kevin. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for coming in studio today. I really appreciate it. It's great to talk to you. And uh, I love the book. It's actually a really good book. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate you having me on. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, everybody. So reminder, yes, go out and get The Three Rooms by Kevin Murphy. And even if you feel you've mastered this already, buy it for a friend and give it to them. You know, we're getting up onto holiday season, so it's good, good, good type of uh, present to get. Um, all right. So thank you all for joining me. Thank you, everybody, on the Facebook Live. If you've been enjoying this interview, please share it. Uh, please go out there and share. Don't keep us a secret. We're tired of being the best kept secret in New York City. Share uh, talkradio.nyc. Share share our Facebook videos. Uh, coming up next, uh, we have a, a rerun of Ellen Lichen's show, Poker Divas, which it sounds like it's about poker, but it's really not. It's all about your mindset. It's a really good show, too. She had a great guest for this one, followed by uh, Our Daily Magic with Kai Cole. And, of course, tomorrow... Uh, 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 Joan and Priya with Follow Me Friday and Tony Martinetti, Nonprofit Radio. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. We will talk to you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Did you know you've been playing poker your whole life, even if you've never played a hand of cards? Hi, I'm Ellen Lakend, author of Poker Woman and host of the new show, Poker Divas. On the show, I talk about how poker strategy helps you win in business, life, and love. Tune in live every Thursday, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 